and how dieting is bad and all that kind of stuff, which I am here for. But what it's meaning is that a lot of people now feel shame about not loving their body and about wanting to lose weight, right? Because they think if you want to lose weight, it's saying I'm hating my body. And that's not actually necessarily the case. You can want to lose weight because you love yourself, because you respect your body, because you know that you're carrying extra weight that is not supportive to your body. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am talking about something that I feel like so many of you are going to be very excited about. Um, And I actually did a post on this in 2020, um, and it got a lot of traction. And then I haven't talked about it since. So I was like, I need to bring this topic back because I truly believe that it is a very, very important topic. So today we are talking about losing weight from a place of love. And I'm really excited to jam on this because I have had my own journey with my body. And let's be real, I think every single woman and every single man, let's not exclude them, has had some kind of situation and some sort of journey with their relationship with their body. They've probably gone through the ups and downs of loving their body, hating their body, body, respecting it, disrespecting it, eating well, not eating well, whatever it is. And my purpose always is for us all to be living within our truth and in a respectful, loving, kind way with ourselves and with those around us. So, you know, when I'm talking about eating well and exercising and looking after yourself, All of the things that I do for my body and for my health comes from a place of self-respect. I was talking about this with one of my clients today. Um, We were working through some body dysmorphia and some of her stuff with her relationship with food. And I don't want anyone to ever get get confused with the thought of... If I have a good relationship with my body, then I'll that, that that then that means I'm happy to eat junk food. No. You can have a great relationship with your body and still be like no to the junk food. That does not mean that you have any issues with your body or with your relationship with food. And I really don't like how on Instagram and stuff these days, you know, it's very much like you know, I'm eating a donut because I love my body. It's like, well, I don't eat a donut and I love my body. <laughs> or, you know, because I love like like eating sh- eating cake is this is a, this is a form of self love. You know, like pigging out on X, Y, and Z. This is a form of me loving myself. I'm like, is it? Because to me, if you were to love yourself and respect your body you wouldn't want to be eating that. Now, granted, when, you know, we just have come back from Europe, I mean, we probably, I probably ate a lot of gelato. I did eat a lot of gelato. Like, no, we didn't have gelato every single day, but if I, if we were had that opportunity, I fucking would have. And I don't eat ice cream. Then when I come home, not because I deprive myself and it's like, oh, I'm only allowed to eat that when I'm on holiday. No. The reason why I don't eat ice cream when I'm back in the US is like, find me fucking gelato that is the same quality as Italy. You can't find it, right? You can still find like, I'm sure, great quality ice cream in the supermarket, but it's still filled with a pile of shit that is not found in ice cream in Italy or in France or in Greece or whatever it is. The quality of the food over there, there is very different. So when I'm over there, yeah, I'm eating all the pasta, all the pizza, all the cheese, all the ice cream. I'm eating all those things because one, my body isn't stressed, so it actually can digest it better. And I'm aware of that. And then number two, um, 
the quality is better. The quality in everything, the food quality, the way that things are produced, the love that is put into the food, the energy that surrounds what is put into the food is all of a higher caliber. And just so you know, I don't want to get too weird on this, but like your food, the energy, like the everything is energy, right? So the food that you're eating, it has in it actually has absorbed the energy in which it's produced in, which is why food that is made with love will taste better and digest better than food that is made with hate. Like go get in an argument with your boyfriend, make dinner and then eat. And then go and do the exact same thing the next night, but get into a lovey-dovey spell with him, make the exact same food, and then eat it. I guarantee you the food made on that second night tastes better than the food made on the first night because our energy is put into things, right? The clothing that you wear has energy. That's why when you walk into a room when someone's had a massive fight, it can feel funky. Energy gets stuck to things and it does get embedded in things. So, the quality of the food is also a lot better there. So I just want everyone to firstly understand that respecting your body and loving your body and loving yourself does not mean that you need to go eat shit food. Like that is not a form of fucking self-love. In my mind, it's actually kind of a form of disrespect because if you're really respecting your body, you're going to be conscious about what you're eating and you're going to want to know what you're eating. So I have a very healthy relationship with food and I've gone through my ups and downs with it, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, but I'm really aware of what I put in my body. I look at the ingredients of everything. I don't like eating shitty food. I'm not going to be fucking crazy fussy about like, is it organic, blah, 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 when I'm at a restaurant or like, is the fucking chicken, you know, pasture raised when I'm at a restaurant, like, you know, you got to give and take a little bit, but I don't eat fried food. I will not eat fried shit at a restaurant. I do not eat dairy when I'm in the U S because that's not good quality dairy. Um, I do, I really do prefer to buy organic, especially in the US. Now, when I'm in Australia, a little bit different. You know, if you taste an organic, um, so if you taste a non-organic cucumber from America and a non-organic uh, conventional cucumber from Australia, you will literally taste the, pestic- the taste of pesticides on the American one. It's disgusting. So when I was living in Australia, I didn't care as much about the organic because the quality of the produce, again, is better in Australia, is better in the Europe. So I don't care about organic in Europe either, but I do care about organic in the US because the quality of the food is shit here. And, um, you know, it's not fucking farm to table when you get your food at Whole Foods, even though, yes, it's maybe a little bit better at Whole Foods and there's more organic options. It's not farm to table. The quality is still not up there. I definitely prefer to go to, um, to like, uh, farmers markets on the weekend. And that's something that I really want to get into now that I have moved out of, um, New York is taking the time to do that on the weekends because the quality is so much better. And, you know, when you're respecting your body, you actually want to know what is in your food and what you're putting in your food. That is not you having a disordered relationship with food. That is you eating from a place of love. Now, obviously, there is going to be a component of that where for some people it's obsessive. When it's obsessive, then that's a whole other thing. And what's really interesting is that I do a lot of, uh, I help a lot of my clients with their relationship with their body and food. And it's never actually about the fucking food. The shit that you haven't dealt with as a child will show up in your relationship with food, but it's not necessarily actually about the food itself. So for example, your obsessiveness over, I need to know where the fucking apple was grown. That isn't actually about the apple. 
it's about a need to control. For example, we don't know. This is just a makeup situation for a random client, right? It could just be an example of need to control because when you were a child, you were neglected and you felt like you didn't have any control and your parents were capable, whatever the situation is. And I also, again, want to always preface that even if you did not grow up in an abusive childhood or even if you don't classify yourself as having trauma we all have trauma whether it's micro trauma or macro trauma we all have it and it will and it can show up with your relationship with your body and your relationship with your food and this is the reason why this is often the case is because we can't control everything in our lives right but we can control our food intake and we can in an in a sense control our body so a lot of people if they don't feel like they've had control in their life or in other areas of their life they will over control their relationship with food or on the up opposite end of the spectrum they will get so lazy with food and use food as a comfort mechanism because they cannot seek comfort anywhere else in their life so food is one of these things where often people when they have a disordered relationship with food it'll be one extreme or the other either they're too obsessive and restrictive with their food or they're lazy and they don't care about the food that they're inputting that they're putting into their body but it's really helpful to just always look at your relationship with food because your relationship with food can actually tell you a lot about what you're struggling with and your relationship with your body and how you treat your body, how you exercise, all of those sorts of things. So what I want to talk about today, like I said, is losing weight from a place of love. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because with the media, there is so much now about body positivity, which is a really, really good thing and it's needed. And this microphone is also blocking my face. I kind of want to get on the other side now. We'll just change it up a little bit. Um, there is so much in the media now with um with uh like body dysmorphia and um like di- and how dieting is bad and all that kind of stuff which i am here for but what it's meaning is that a lot of people now feel shame about not loving their body and about wanting to lose weight right because they think if you want to lose weight it's saying i'm hating my body and that's not actually necessarily the case you can want to lose weight because you love yourself because you respect your body because you want you know that you're carrying extra weight that is not supportive to your body and that doesn't mean that you hate yourself in fact i would argue the opposite i would argue that is you respecting your body and respecting yourself and of course you want the best health for your body so just really quickly as an example when i had my ski accident and you can listen to the other episodes about my ski accident i just to give a little bit of context and like i've gone through my own kind of like gaining weight losing weight and i want to preface that i've never been overweight um i've had a lot of clients that have been and they've healed that without crazy diets or anything because the weight was not actually about the food i'll go on that in a second um but when i had my ski accident so so basically i lost my period for a long period of time thanks to the pill um and when i came off the pill lost my period i got very 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 sick and i got very very skinny to the point of people would honestly think that i had anorexia if they saw me in the street um but i was eating like a horse basically it was like I was going into premenopause, like whatever, it was a whole thing. Don't need to go into it, but I had no hormones in my body. My estrogen and progesterone was so low. Um, and my body wasn't digesting anything. So I would eat food and shit it out. So I was losing weight, but eating a lot. Anyway, healed that, whatever, that's fine. Then I had my and I was like gaining weight again, got my body back, blah, blah, blah. When I say body back, I mean like my boob, my bum, 
they run the family. So when, you know, when a Yates member loses their bum, it's like, what is happening? The world is ending. Cause that just is not a thing in my family. <laughs> we all have big bums, um, which I love anyway. And so, um, then I had my really bad ski accident. And for those of you that don't know, I was hit by a snowboarder and I had about a seven and a half hour surgery for three or four more surgeries to follow. Um, it was really, really bad. And I was in a wheelchair for I think it was nearly a month and then I was on crutches for three months after that and a non-weight bearing by the way and I had to learn not only did I have to learn how to run again I had to learn how to walk again so when I got off my crutches I didn't actually know this was going to happen I was a bit naive to the whole thing but my brain remembers how to walk right you just put one leg in front of the other but because I had no muscle there anymore my body didn't remember and my body couldn't so it was a very frustrating and it was very very stressful on me and very mentally and emotionally just torturous to be honest so I had to learn how to walk again and if any of you don't know basically the way that you'll do it if you have um if you go to a really good uh physiotherapist they have these machines and these machines basically you get strapped into this machine and this machine blows air and it takes your body weight out of it so that your body can learn how to walk again and get those movements and the the muscle um it, it can get the uh oh my god like the motor uh, whatever I can't remember the correct terminology but basically so that your body can remember how to walk again and your brain can remember you pick up this leg and like that muscle memory so your muscle memory can come back so I had to learn how to walk again which took a very long time and then obviously I had to learn how to use all my different muscles and run again and and whatever um and then I had a lot of um once I could learn how to walk again I then had um oh my god what's the I'm having a brain fart what's the thing that soldiers have um phantom pain then i had phantom pain and then i had to have three more surgeries after that so it was a very long process for me and what happened in that process is one i was on so many drugs that i actually don't remember most of those months um what i do remember i have pictures of so i remember it via the picture um and i have very very tiny memories where basically I was in excruciating amounts of pain or I was laughing for a moment. So my brain remembers those um, moments, but I don't remember a lot of it. The list of drugs was about two pages long that I was on. Um, and they were very, very, very heavy drugs. Like, you know, mom and dad would say like, you weren't our daughter, basically. Like I wasn't there and I've got a strong personality. So for me to just not be there, it takes a lot. So those drugs put a lot of stress on my body. And in the beginning, I actually lost weight because I lost all my muscle. I had barely any appetite. I wasn't really eating because I was so depressed because um, I couldn't ski. <laughs> we were on a ski holiday when it happened. And I had skied for literally four hours at that ski holiday, not even. Um, so I was I lost weight in the beginning. And then my body needed to protect itself. And the stress level that I was under, you know, just by going to the physio, for example, and then massaging my leg or them taking off a bandage, my body would be flooded with cortisol because I cannot describe to you the level of stress and fear and um, adrenaline that pumps through you just by someone grazing my leg or by someone wanting to pull a bandaid, like a bandage off to check my wound, to check the stitches. It was like a whole other level of um, panic and fight or flight that I'd ever experienced in my body. So what happened was my body started to protect itself. And this is where I want to, I'll get into in a little bit, you know, and I talked about it before of holding on to energetic weight. So this is where my body started to hold on to weight. And so when I look back at pictures, I actually is, I would be what you would describe very puffy. 
And the puffiness was me holding on, me trying to protect myself, me trying to protect my body because I was in such a uh, extreme level of stress and panic for a very long time. You know, when you go into the physio three times a week, that in and of itself is just enough to throw your hormones everywhere. And then, you know, it would be stressful for me going to the bathroom or it'd be painful for me to sleep at night. And so all of those things, you can imagine like, you know, 70% of my day is spent in an extreme stress response, not just like a work stress response, but a my body feels like, you know, it is dying that kind of stress response. Um, so then what happened was I started to hold on to a lot of weight. And whilst my, this is what's really interesting and why I love talking about this is my eating habits didn't actually change. I was eating same as what I was eating, very healthy, lots of veggies, like no shit food, but I couldn't exercise obviously for a long time. And when I, once I was able to start doing a little bit of exercise, I would try and do a bit of exercise but I was obviously sitting for a lot of the time. And then, um, and my, what's also influenced it a lot was my circulation was off. So your lymphatic system, it, it gets pumped, like your circulation gets pumped from when you put your feet down. So what would have to happen is I would lose a lot of circulation in my legs and my body. So my dad would sit there and just squeeze my feet to try and get my lymphatic system going. So what would happen is that I um, had no circulation in my body. So my to the toxic load wasn't actually being detoxified either because my lymphatic system wasn't working very well. Um, and all of these things is not like, oh my God, like shame on my body. It was, this is what's happening when you're in this kind of situation and why it's so important to understand these situations so that you know what to do post the healing journey from like the physical trauma and the physical trauma being the ski accident. So anyway, then once I was able to walk in everything again, what was happening was my body still hadn't registered. We can let go. We're safe now. So because of that, I was gaining more weight and I was kind of, um, ignoring it really like I knew it was there but I was ignoring it because I was eating the same I was trying I was really loving my body after that accident because I was just I became in awe of me being able to get my own glass of water or being able to take myself to the bathroom that to me became I was grateful for that so I didn't want to look at my body or look at myself and reflect on myself and be like I need to lose weight or why am I holding on to so much weight why am I getting so puffy I didn't want to do that to myself because I thought that was shame inducing you know I was being told by the media that if you don't love your body as it is that you don't love yourself and that like shame on you and that you need to heal your relationship with your body but in fact for me what it, what it, what I what I wish someone gave me permission to do was you can love yourself and also you can want to get back to your optimal health and right now Monica your body is struggling it is not in its optimal health Guys, I'm so excited to announce that Queen Alchemy is back. It is open for the last round of the year. It is my signature program for healing all the fucking trauma that you have, being in that feminine embodiment, being able to receive more and doing that deep, deep healing work. It is unlike any other program out there. Go and look at the testimonials, the screenshot versions, and also the written testimonials. 
on the website page. This program is for everyone. If you have any questions about it, you can send me a DM. We start um, at the very, very beginning of August. So you need to enroll now. Do not wait. There are limited spaces and fuck waiting until like next year in at the till the end of February to change your life and heal your trauma. If you heal your trauma and you heal the root of that stuff, your whole life is going to change. And I want to preface this is not like other programs where it's just like oh journaling like mindset feminine embodiment no it is healing the deepest deepest parts of yourself and there are i don't even know how many hours there are of like trauma calls it is we have seven trauma calls over the seven weeks that go for two hours each then we also have 14 mini trauma calls that you can come to as well so you literally have the opportunity to do 28 hours of deep trauma healing with me plus the kajabi portal full of all of the lessons and the teachings that will also help you to integrate and embody everything into your life so you know if you want to join do not miss out on another round because this program is just the bee's knees and it is honestly unlike any other program out there So basically, right, what I'm saying is that you wanting to have your body being at its optimal health is a sign of self-respect. And it does not mean that you don't love yourself currently. It means that you just want to improve yourself. And I also just want to preface with all of this that this is not like a one size fits all in terms of like body size. I'm not saying that there is one correct body size. I'm saying that we all know our true body size right? We all know when our body is at its optimal health. And like you need, like sometimes we have to be really fucking honest with ourselves of like, are we at our optimal health or are we not? And, you know, even in the law, even really like since end of Jan this year, I know that I have been under too much stress. For example, that, you know, me doing this quote unquote long distance relationship, it wasn't really long distance because, um, because we were together all the time, but it was still like flying up and down from New York to Atlanta and then going skiing. You know, like we were always fucking traveling since the ski season got hectic at the beginning of February. And I know that my body wasn't in its optimal health because I was putting it under too much stress. And I was on a plane all the time traveling. And that can be really hard to be honest with yourself because it's like, well, I am, I do feel like I'm living my best life. Yeah. Like sometimes we don't want to admit to ourselves, right? That like, I'm actually not being that like I'm I could be healthier, right? Like my body is under too much stress or I am traveling too much or, you know, I am eating the wrong foods or I have put on weight and it's, you know, not in a healthy way that I've put on weight. It's in an unhealthy way, for example, or I am eating too eating too much sugar or whatever it is. Um and that can be a really, really hard for hard thing for us to do because we can then kind of self-inflict this this story of shame where you then feel shame for saying that about your body because we are heavily now taught with the media and society to love your body. So as soon as you are saying something or portraying something where you basically want to, you're basically saying that you want to um, change your body, it can be taken as the wrong way. So also if you have fear around not wanting to be seen or, you know, a fear of being seen for whatever reason, for whatever, whatever trauma, it can result in you actually self-sabotaging where you will basically make yourself look away where people don't want to see you 
which can sound really fucking harsh coming across, but I'm just going to cut to the chase. And the reality is, is that we are physical beings, right? We do judge each other based on aesthetics. We do judge and we do create a perception very quickly based on a physical appearance. And to say that we don't is just like, it's just a load of bullshit, right? We fucking do. It's our primal nature and we've done it forever. So we can't just change our brains. Now, yes, we are a lot more receptive and we, we are aware of those preconceived notions. So we don't buy into them as much, but the reality is that they are there. So if you make yourself, I'm going to say quote unquote uglier, right? Where you don't want to see yourself, then guess what? other people won't see you too, so you won't get as much attention. Maybe you have been told before or maybe you feel that your beauty gets you in trouble. So as a result, you've decided to put on weight so that you don't get in trouble, so you don't get into sticky situations so that people don't want to see you as much or look at you. And therefore, it creates an illusion of safety. It's not true safety though because it hasn't actually fixed the root. Instead, what it has done is it has, um, it gives you this sense where you feel safer because people, um, aren't looking at you as much, right? But you still feel like you can get yourself in bad situations or that there is danger out there. So it's like a surface level band aid that we do to ourselves instead of looking at the root of the issue. So emotional weight gain or emotional weight is a real thing when you're wanting to protect yourself. And somebody asked this on an Instagram live I did recently about can scarcity and fear and money trauma manifest in the form of weight, weight gain? And I was like, yes. The reason why is because if you feel scarce or fearful or stressed about money, you're going to try and protect yourself. And that can look like many different forms of trying to protect yourself with going into full scarcity mode and going into like hoarding and saving and blah, 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 all the things in like a, in like a scarcity way. And it can also result in you trying to physically protect yourself by gaining weight the st- and by, you know, eating more to get this feeling of comfort. But what's also important to note is that the stress of the scarcity can cause your body to hold on to weight because your body is stressed. And when your body is stressed, it holds on to weights because it's trying to ensure that if there was a famine, that you would, your organs would be able to feed off the fat that is sitting around your organs that is sitting on your body. And that is why people go, how is it that when I go to Italy and I'm eating all the pasta, all the pizza, all the gelato, all the sugar, I'm eating huge breakfasts and like so much food, I lose weight. And it's like, well, you are walking more probably, right? But like even like us in on our European trip, we weren't actually walking that much. We were relaxing a lot. And we were, I was eating all the fucking gelato and everything. And I didn't gain any weight. I probably lost weight, to be honest, because your stress wasn't as high. When your stress is high, your body holds on and it holds on to water weight as well as it will store extra fat. And it won't burn fat in case you need it if there was a famine or if you went into a fight, right? And you needed it. Um, so... It's real. And, and I, I'm going to then go tangent on this for any women that are like, I want to just lose those last five kilos. Like, is it an energetic thing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm, no, it's probably your body being a woman. And we store more fat than men, right? Women store more fat than men, especially around our stomach, hips and thighs. It is to protect our baby. And even if you don't want to have a baby, 
It is there. It is our biology. Don't fucking fight it because you are going to make yourself miserable trying to fight something that is your biology. We have a womb in our stomach. Men don't have wombs. So the little bump that we get on the below our stomach that men don't get is because we have a womb there. And that bump gets a little bit larger when we come up to our period because it's filled with blood ready to bleed because we have a cycle. Um, so just remember that, women. We need fat. We need more fat than men. Um, we do have cellulite more so, right? Most of us, most of us women have cellulite in one way, shape, or form. And that's because we have a higher body fat percentage and our body sits differently in our, in our our fat sits differently in our body to men. Nothing's wrong with that. Now, obviously, then you get to a level, right, where it's like, okay, well, like for example, when I had my ski accident, I started getting cellulite when I was recovering on my stomach. It's like a full vulnerability here on my stomach. That was big, and I was actually losing weight, which this is a funny thing, right? I was losing weight, but I was getting cellulite on my stomach. Why was I getting cellulite on my stomach? Because of the toxic load that wasn't being cleaned out of my lymphatic system, like I was talking about before. So health is very individual. Let's just let we need to make sure we mention that, right? Health is very individual. So I am not trying to say this is a one size fits all with what I'm saying. But what is important that I want you guys to understand is take from this what relates to you when it comes to holding on to energetic weight and losing weight from a place of love. So if you know your body is holding on to too much um, too much weight for whatever reason or a toxic load or you're feeling bloated lately or whatever it is, you can want to change your body from a place of love, right? So for example, uh, my boyfriend and I we went to Europe um, and we drank some like funny wine on our last night um, at like an event and we have had really upset stomachs ever since. Like, we have been gassy and bloated and I was like, I like shit four times the other day. Like that's abnormal. Like it felt great, right? Cause like get out of my system. But like, it was just like, I was constipated one day, bloated. Like it was just like fucking gross, right? Now me wanting to change that wasn't me hating my body. It wasn't me shaming my body. It was me feeling compassion for my body. of like, this is not fucking normal. And I want to change it from a place of love, right? So, you know, me taking certain supplements, taking certain powders, like doing certain things, whatever, is not me trying to like make myself skinny or some crap because I don't feel enough and I don't feel worthy and I don't feel loved. No, it's because I actually honor and respect my body and I know that it is not functioning optimally right now. I don't feel my best, right? I don't feel normal in my stomach. So therefore, I'm going to change that so that I can feel good again. Okay, so for all of you that have a less than ideal cycle or period or endo or PCOS or bloating or back pain or whatever issues come with your cycle and your period, and you are, if you are not in your perfect period, I would really, really recommend that you join it. You can binge watch all three modules as soon as you join. Um, and it is jam packed full of everything you need to know. It's six hours and about six hours. I think it's actually a bit more than that. And it is jam packed with everything that you need to know about your cycle. Like this shit does not go out of fashion. You will use this knowledge for the other women in your life, for helping them and for helping your future daughters or your, or your nieces, you know? Um, so please, 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 please do yourself the favor and stop complaining about living with a shitty cycle if you're not going to do anything about it because this program is going to blow your mind when it comes to understanding your cycle. And honestly, like this is, you can't put a price tag on this. Like you have a period once a month and why are so many of us allowing ourselves to be in pain and discomfort for like a week? every fucking month 
it, it doesn't make any sense. So if you're like enough is enough, then make sure you join your perfect period. So on the topic of like worthiness and love and feeling enough and X, Y, and Z, I'm just going to quickly mention this because this is obviously important is if you're trying to change your body to feel enough, to feel worthy, to feel loved, you're never going to feel that. Your body's never going to be enough for you. Your body's never going to be perfect enough. Your body's never your body's never going to make you feel enough or feel loved or feel accepted. You will never reach that point that your brain thinks you're going to reach to then make you feel enough, worthy, loved, deserving, X, Y, and Z. You have to fix that root first. So if you're kidding yourself, I mean, like, yeah, I'm trying to lose weight and whatever from a place of love, but actually you don't already feel enough or you feel like, and let's be honest with ourselves, probably many of you listening to this that feel like when your body looks a certain way, then you're, you'll be, you'll be more loved by your partner or then, you know, people will date you more or then you will get asked out more or then you'll get more clients or whatever the fucking situation is that you're telling yourself. You basically think that you're going to love yourself more and others will love you more when you look a certain way. You have to fix that before you start to go down any physical changes of your body. If I want to lose this weight or I want to fix this bloating or whatever it is, because if you don't fix that, that emotional baggage is staying in your body and you're actually going to find that you have this like push and pull all the time when it comes to your body. So what's really interesting is for my clients that I work with and that I help with their body image stuff and their eating disorder, relationship with food, la la la, those things, is that when they heal the root, one, they actually often will automatically start loving their body more and they will start telling me like I feel like I feel lighter and I feel less puffy I feel like I've lost weight like I look at my body and I'm just like so happy with it now like I don't want to change it and I'm like yeah because we healed the root of the reason why you are wanting to change your body and by also then doing that those last bits of shame and fear and tension in your body have been released. So this constant feeling of heaviness that you were trying to get rid of in your body through like dieting or doing whatever is gone because it was an energetic thing. It wasn't a physical thing. Like some of that weight that you feel in your body, that physical weight, like I feel heavy or I feel bloated or I feel bogged down or I feel fat, like that feeling that we feel, not like a, not like a, what you're seeing, but this feeling is often energetic not just like a physical thing, right? So when you can look at the energetic side of things and make sure that those roots are healed, you will find it 20 times easier to then lose weight from a place of love, get better results and have a body that you love. Like I fucking love my body and I love I love looking in the mirror and feeling toned and looking toned. Like let's just I'm just going to be real with that one. And most people want to feel that, right? There's no shame in that. So when I look in the mirror and I feel bloated and sluggish, I'm like, yeah, I want to fucking change my body. And it's not from a place of love because I still feel worthy in love, like whether I feel sluggish or not. It's because I know that I'm not feeling my optimal self. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with wanting to look in the mirror and be like, I love my body. I feel sexy. I feel toned. I feel delicious. And you will never get to that place of feeling those things when you look in the mirror. If you already right now do not feel worthy, do not feel loved, do not feel deserving, do not feel insert fucking thing, you need 
to fix that first. And that is going to help you to also get the body that you desire. Last thing I'm going to say to wrap it up is that if you are trying to get a body that is just not attainable for yourself, change the fucking goal. Like I say that with love. I say change the fucking goal because you are setting yourself up for failure. Like in my family, we have big bums and like I've got tits, right? And I've got a big bum. I've got a big bum. I've always had one since I was young. And if I was to, so the only way that I lost my bum was when I came off the pill and I looked anorexic. And there was a physical problem with me. I also wasn't interested in men. I also had no fucking libido. I literally broke up with my boyfriend at the time, blamed it on him, right, for wanting too much sex. When it was like, actually, Monica, you just hated being fucking touched and you had no interest in any kind of sexual con like any kind of sexual engagement because you had no hormones you were dry as a fucking dingo as a donger down there and it was uncomfortable like, you didn't like it you actually didn't look sexy either like you looked sick because you were sick right so the only time that i ever lost my bum was when i was actually physically sick and i don't know about you ladies but i would much rather have a fucking bum than having no libido right? And so sometimes you need to give yourself a reality check, right? Of would you rather be, you know, society's image of perfection and a body that you cannot obtain for yourself unless you make yourself physically ill? Or would you rather have, would you rather be healthy, know that your body is at its optimal level and you can't change it anymore. So stop fucking trying because there's nothing more that you can do. Learn to love yourself as it is and appreciate your body as it is feel healthy, have energy, have a raging libido, feel sexy, and therefore exude sex appeal. I know which one I would rather, right? So we all do have different body shapes and sizes. And that sex appeal and that confidence and that glow and that beauty is about an energetic thing that you put out. It's not a physical thing that you put out. So please, 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 please remember that your natural equilibrium for your body is probably different to mine. Don't have like some model's body as your goal when they are six foot five and have great genetics. And that's great. I'm sure probably isn't a word, like certain genetics. And you were born into a family where the hourglass shape is your normal thing. Your mom has it, your sister has it, your grandma has it. You've got big boobs and a big bum. Don't try and then be a Victoria's Secret model that was born with the genetics of a stick figure and has no boobs, no bum. Like it's just not attainable, right? So make sure that you're also wanting... If you're wanting to lose weight or you're wanting to get toned and look a certain way, blah, 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 make sure it's coming from a place of love. Make sure you're losing weight from a place of love and from a place of I respect my body and love my body. And lastly, make sure that you have a goal in mind that is focused on how you feel and is also attainable for yourself. So when I, like I work out every day, most days, and literally if I don't work out for like if I don't work out for a day and then I go into two days, my boyfriend notices it and he's like, can you really do some fucking Pilates or something? Or like you're being a bit moody. He's like, if you don't Pilates, like you need to go and do some. Like he now prioritizes my Pilates time when we're traveling because he knows that I like turn into a bit of a bitch without it. Because for me, the the um, exercise is not about getting a certain body. It is about the way that I feel. Now, in the beginning of your journey, the exercise could be a combination of both, right? Now, the exercise for me, because I've lost my lost the weight and, you know, my lymphatic system is working again and all those things from my ski accident. When I exercise, it's about attaining my health that I already have. I'm not trying to like lose weight. I'm not trying to change anything about my body. It's about maintaining my health, maintaining my strength. And it's about, it's, it's about feeling good mentally and physically. So I hope this episode helped 
you guys. Um, if you, if this episode like really, really spoke to you, I would highly encourage you to join Queen Alchemy. It is opening up, um, like now, uh, I can't remember the exact date. Hold on. It might actually be next week. Just keep a lookout on my Instagram stories, basically. Um, but in Queen Alchemy, uh, the women that join that, it really helps their relationship with their food and their body. One of the calls for the mini trauma calls is about healing your relationship with your body and with food. And just the nature with the nature of Queen Alchemy is by healing your trauma, it's going to heal everything else. So, you know, whilst uh, whilst it isn't advertised as like a relationship with your food, relationship with your food, whilst it isn't advertised as a healing, you know, your relationship with your body program, by healing your trauma, it's going to heal your relationship with your food, uh, with relationship with food in your body, as you guys know, because I explained that the way that you have a relationship with food in your body is actually just the surface level um kind of like symptom though like the way that your trauma is showing up on the outside and the way that it's manifesting but you need to actually heal the trauma itself which probably has nothing to do with food and most of the time with my clients it actually has nothing to do with food it has to do with something else and food is just the way that it, the trauma is being shown in a like 3d physical way if that makes sense. Um, okay. The Ed Cal that I've done is I'm planning to open up Queen Alchemy on the 4th of July. So please make sure that you have, um, signed up for the wait list if you haven't already and i might open it a little bit early so just keep a lookout because i might open it next week if you want to join early also just shoot me a message so that you can if you want to get join early you can join from now let's just say but i'm going to probably open it and launch it from 4th of july um if you want to join it now, it means you get early access to the portal. So you have extra time to make sure that you can finish all the content so that you don't fall behind. Um, and it also means that you obviously can claim one of the spaces so you don't sit around dilly-daddling and letting your ego run the show and then miss out on one of the spaces or sitting in that push and pull of money and like being afraid. It's like, if you know you want to do this, rip the fucking bandaid off, pay for it, call it a day and get stuck into it rather than letting that energy be leaking out of your body and your mind and your soul for four weeks until you join the day before it happens. Don't do that. Like that is just an energy leak that none of you guys need. Um, I'm going to love you and leave you. Have an amazing day. I, I also will say I did a really great Instagram live um, on keeping the frequency um, high when there's economic downturn. So check out that Instagram live if you haven't already. And also make sure that you have read the magazine. Uh, the last issue, the new issue will be coming out at the end of July, which will be great for all your European holidays in August. Um, heaps of tips and tricks from our last trip, but make sure that you've read the latest issue. You've shared, tagged me, X, Y, and Z, so that you can go in the chance, go in the draw to win one of the goodie bags from the New York City event. I will love you and leave you all. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.